Hey, it's the RU Review at moresportsnow.com, brought to you by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. I'm Steve Titchener in our Jersey studio, and I'm joined by Matt Lachlan in Detroit. And Matt, how's the weather out there? Uh, it's a little overcast and a little light rain is falling. We had that yesterday as well, but it cleared up and was spectacular from about midday on. So hopefully we get the same. It's not an off day as it was yesterday. Devils playing tonight against uh, the Detroit Red Wings. And by the way, if you say Detroit, they know you're not from Detroit. Okay. Is that what I said? Around here, it's Detroit. Detroit. I, 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 Detroit. I had a high E in there? A little, little oh, long E sounded like. But if you if you say, where are you going? Detroit, That's... they go, oh, he's He's not from Detroit. That's the Jersey version right there. There well, you go. Here we go again, Matt. More off the field issues with Rockers uh, junior linebacker Isaiah Bullock dismissed from the program. He was charged with two counts of uh, first degree attempt at murder. I mean, this is a developing story. There's a lot of stuff that we don't know. Uh, but it, in this situation, does is it fair to put this on the head coach? No. It's not, although the head coach bears responsibility for everything that goes on in his program. I think in this instance, it is a, a walkout on player. He barely played, let's be honest. That doesn't mean he's not part of the program. And again, there's a lot we don't know. If the charges are true, then certainly uh, the kid has issues. But we don't know what uh, went on before this week. He could have been a perfectly good citizen and then just snapped because of some issues that you would uh, address. So, no, I don't know that, that this falls on Chris Ash per se, but at the same time, it is another bad blow for the program, uh, considering what's happening on the field, considering what happened last summer with the credit card scandal that still has not been cleared up entirely. Uh, I think that it's bad news for the program because it will be used against Chris Ash. And certainly whatever the law enforcement world needs to do in this instance should be carried through to its full ex- fullest extent. But until we know a lot more, you know, we don't know whether or not this player was someone that Ash reached out for, loved, really did recruit as a bad guy that they covered up for. And then Finally, when the worst possible scenario occurred, they could not cover up anymore. So until we find out more, we have to say, look, I don't I don't think personally that this falls on Chris Ash's shoulders. And then, of course, you have to how's this affect the team? Uh, they traveled to Wisconsin this weekend. Not at all. And not at all. you don't think it would affect them in no. terms of on the field performance no. and then just uh, no. As, as, as in terms of a distraction anyway, like, nope. oh, boy, God, well, now we got to deal with this. I mean, a lot of people are probably asking questions and such. But, um, you know, they had a very good um, a, a good performance against Northwestern. Do you think it'll uh, have an issue? Well, I mean. Do you think it'll be an issue? An I, impact? I, I, in terms of uh, a distraction, I would say that uh, there's certainly a level of distraction to that, how it relates to them. Now they've traveled to Wisconsin. They're kind of away from New Jersey, which I think is actually good right now. Uh, so um, I think it would be minimal. Um, and let's hope that they can uh, they can get some momentum here. I mean, listen. You know, Northwestern just beat Wisconsin, and Rutgers hung with them very well. I know I hate to say that because they didn't get the win, but uh, again, they they played a, a very um, a very competitive game with Northwestern, 
And you would think, you would surmise that they could uh, they could hang on the field with Wisconsin, which listen, last time Wisconsin came to uh, came to Piscataway, it was not good. First, it was pouring rain. I went to the game anyway, and you just saw it was just a dominant performance by by Wisconsin. They just have a big offensive line. They they dominated the line of scrimmage, and it was just you know it was it was another shutout. Rutgers did nothing offensively, so. Again, you're going to Camp Randall Stadium here in Madison. Fantastic town, by the way. What a what a terrific college town that is. Uh, and uh, you know, it's going to be um, it's going to be a challenge. But you would think they would be able uh, to to compete. And uh, I don't know. Maybe this will give them. A, you know, maybe they'll, they'll just say, "Listen, we got to rise above all this." And and who knows? Maybe they can surprise. And I think surprising would be just staying in the game because the, the you know the way this season has gone. And, you know, with the, with the, some really lopsided losses against some bad teams, you know, maybe they turned a corner with Northwestern. And I think that we're going to see that this this weekend in Wisconsin, if they can uh, at least hang with the Badgers. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I would be hard pressed to say that they have a chance to win this one. This is a team that's only won one game. And that was the first game of the season. And they've looked for the most part terrible and overmatched in all their other games. But I think there are a couple of things that might work in their favor. Uh, one is they've had extra time to prepare. They're coming off a bye week and coming off their best performance uh, against the Big Ten team this season. And so they've, we've seen some bits and pieces of Rutgers being okay in the last couple of weeks. Not great, you still lost, and that's still what you were judged on, wins and losses. But they've played a little better. You've seen little bits mm-hmm. here and there and the Northwestern game was the best and now they've had two weeks to prepare so little bruises and bumps get healed up a little bit uh, you can work a lot with what the problems have been so if, if it's on defense they give up a lot of big plays so there's a lot of film work there's a lot of repetition for the kids there's a lot of coaching that can go on Wisconsin probably will overlook them because it is Rutgers coming in with just the one win and Rutgers is banged up, and they're without a few starters. Uh, their quarterback situation is still up in the air, and they've not had the kind of year that they thought they would. Uh, and so I think you add it all up, the possibility is there that Rutgers could win this game, actually. I would never predict it based on just the odds or, or against, but there's a possibility that they could. It will take a monumental effort. I don't think it will happen. So I think it could be a game where they play well again. I mean, since Chris Ash has kind of put his hands on the defense again, we've seen an improvement there. So, uh, you know, I think there are some factors that make you think this is not going to be, as our good friend Eric Legrand was concerned with these last four games, one of the situations where 100 can be put up on this team. I don't think it'll happen the rest of the year, but I certainly don't think it'll happen. Wisconsin's not that kind of team. They're banged up, and the other factors, I think, play yeah. a role in this game. And as you alluded to, they do have some quarterback uh, quarterback situation. Uh, they have a backup quarterback starting uh, Saturday. Jack Cohn, uh, Alex Hornibrook is recovering from a, con- a concussion. And uh, Cohn has not been uh, terribly effective. He, had, he struggled against Northwestern. So, you know, maybe they'll have the way uh, Rutgers played defense, uh, uh, you know, two weeks ago. 
you would think that uh, they may have some trouble scoring, in which case this could be a low-scoring game, which I think would at least favor Rucker staying in this game. Of course, you know, Wisconsin, Matt, always has that big physical offensive line. That's just what – that's that's Badger football. And they run the ball, and, you know, Jonathan Taylor is dangerous. That's a, that's a Rucker's decommit there. So to see him tearing up Rucker's would always hurt. But uh, let, let's see if they, uh, you know, the run defense was pretty good against Northwestern. So let's see if they can bottle them up. And then we might have an interesting afternoon in Madison. I mean, it could be. And really, that's what uh, Chris Ash is going to hang his hat on. And that's what he's telling the kids. We've gotten better. We're coming off a good game. We've improved. We've had time to prepare. And let's get after this Wisconsin team. So even though their spirits to a large extent, are broken because of the kind of year they have. You're talking about young kids, and you're talking about athletes who, if they're coached up, if they're presented a plan, can believe in that plan until they see proof otherwise. So I, I think they'll come out okay. The start will the start'll be interesting because they can't fall behind early, and certainly they're not going to be the kind of team that can run up and down the field. So Wisconsin can't get out to a big early lead and and you can't expect Rutgers to come back from that. But if they can stay in it, you don't want to talk about moral victories, but I think you do want to see some improvement. Uh, you know, Wisconsin's 4-1 and one at home. Uh, that works against Rutgers. But, you know, all the numbers will work against Rutgers, right? I mean, when you're 1-7 and seven yeah. and you're 0-5 in the conference and you're dead last in the East and you're playing one of the leaders, uh, team tied for second in the West, there's very little that you're going to be able to find to support your belief that this can be a victory. I just think there are certain circumstances that we've discussed that will lead to a good effort. And you just hope they come out and are ready to play. I mean, how many times do you blink and they're down 14, nothing a couple minutes into the game uh, again, you know, as Isaiah Pacheco with the big mistake with the muff on the kickoff, uh, two Saturdays ago, and you know that put him in a hole seven zero, and I'm like, here we go again. But then, boy, did they stiffen up uh, after a, a bad start where Northwestern just scored right away. So here we go into this game. You know, limit the mistakes, especially the mistakes early in the game, so that you're not demoralized early in the game. So I think it's important for Rutgers to have that strong start and be ready to play. And that's one of the things that's uh, that's uh, uh, they're going. Uh, people have gone after after Ash about is the the um, the slow starts and then you just and not being able to recover. Of course, turnovers are huge too. I mean, Sikowski's got to throw to the right team. And uh, and limit turnovers. He did that against Northwestern. So I mean, his stats weren't gaudy by any means, but at least the turnovers were limited. And if they can limit the turnovers and get a strong start, uh, they could uh, they could stay in this game. Oh, I think so. I don't think there's any question. And you have time during the two weeks to be able to install some new things. And so there might just be a wrinkle enough to put Wisconsin in a situation where they're surprised again we're, we're looking at it being a, a perfect scenario for Rutgers in some ways for them to win this game but again that's what this team is going to take with them when they take the field on Saturday they're going to go in with the belief that they've improved over the two weeks they've had an improved performance in the loss to Northwestern and so let, let's get at it and then with two but it, it's going to yeah. be up to a young and experienced team to do it and, and, and that's going yeah. to be the big question what can this young defense do sometimes wisconsin can put up big numbers and other times they just 
you know, they struggle. And if you look at their schedule, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to say who have they beaten, but you know, they've had a win against New Mexico, Western Kentucky. Uh, they, you know, they yeah. lost to Northwestern. They lost to Michigan. They beat a terrible Nebraska team. Mm-hmm. Some may say, well, ne- Nebraska is their Rutgers on the mm-hmm. east side, and sure. they'll put up a big number again. I, right. I just don't know how good this Wisconsin team is. And then look, this is also important. If you put, t- if you string together two Big Ten solid performances, so you know, good, again, a good performance against Northwestern. Yes, the win wasn't there. You put together a solid performance against Wisconsin. Now, now re- remember, you know, a couple of weeks we were talking about, okay, this is murder's row, starting with Northwestern, and these are just going to be blowouts. Well, the first one wasn't a blowout, but yeah, okay, it was probably the most favorable matchup. This is in Madison. You play strong, you play strong game here, and then you're not assuming that these games are just going to be total blowouts with, with murder's row the rest of the way with Michigan, Penn State, and Michigan State. And maybe, and again, Ash will say, hey, we can play with these guys. Now we're home. Let's play with these guys. Now, again, Michigan Michigan is, is looking awfully strong. Very interesting game, actually, in Detroit, uh, close by anyway, with uh, uh, Michigan-Penn State this weekend. So a lot of eyes, uh, Big Ten eyes will be on that. Uh, but, you know, Michigan will have a lot to play for. And uh, that will set up to be an interesting game. And I, I think there will be a good turnout for that as well. Well, you know, first things first, I think Rutgers needs to duplicate the Northwestern effort and mm-hmm. to a degree, the Indiana effort, you know, sure. Illinois, Maryland, you know, bumps in between, but look, they're all losses. It, it doesn't really matter. I, I think what right, right now, this is, this is not about the, the last four games. You want to escape with your pride reasonably intact. You don't want to have scores rolled up against you. You certainly don't want anybody to get hurt. But what this, you know, ducking and bobbing and weaving is all about is let's just make our way through this minefield. Let's show some improved execution, a little bit better performance so that we as a coaching staff can go out and convince recruits that there was a problem here in depth. It is not in our coaching ability. We can compete here stick with us good things are ahead and by time you leave we will be a good team in the big 10 it's really about making sure the last message that anyone you're talking to about the future is hope not destruction they Mm -hmm. cannot be rolled over in these four games they need to show something that the program has at least steadied we were all surprised you know we had keith Sargent on last week's show and you know, he admitted, I think everyone who follows the team is surprised that it's one in seven and the way mm-hmm. things have unfolded. So now the message going forward has to be, we're showing improvement. Um, yes, everyone was fooled by the lack of depth on defense and the youth there. And it's just been a disaster. And Sikowski hasn't developed. And as a true freshman, there are better days. Ahead. All of these are hopeful things. The reality is it's up to the team to be able to do it. And so I come back to what I said near the top of the show. It's there's a chance Mm -hmm. they have to be almost perfect in their execution, but at least they can show against Wisconsin and give them a game. Yeah, and I, you know, I had a hunch that they'd be competitive against Northwestern and, and I, and I have a hunch again this week that they can at least be competitive and kind of, that's where we are. As you alluded to, it's, um, you know, uh, that's, 
that's the reality of it. And uh, wins uh, wins are are likely not going to happen. Hey, let's let's switch over to this news out of Maryland, Matt. Of course, something that affects the Big Ten. Um, and uh, and DJ Turkin was reinstated uh, by uh, the, the Board of Regents in, of the university, kind of forced the hand of the president. And then there was a huge outcry. And the following day, he was fired. So uh, just craziness going on down in, in Maryland and uh, the whole way that was handled. Um, it took, you know, what is it, three, some three-month investigation after the death of Jordan McNair, which was uh, six months ago. And, uh, and uh, they come to the conclusion first that they were going to retain him, and then they, in, in fact, fired him. Yeah, as we said when the story broke, and, and we alluded to it in relation to what Chris Ash is dealing with, the head coach of the football program is responsible for the entire program. Now, the University of Maryland handled this poorly. Uh, they didn't understand the blowback that they were going to get by trying to reinstate him. Uh, I think there are a lot of issues here. I think there were probably things that went on that he was not aware of that doesn't absolve him of the blame. Uh, I think he probably let his training staff do its thing and, and how they motivated the words that have come out. Their methods were mad, and he should have known. And I can't believe that he didn't know a little bit. But, you know, this is your training staff, and if they're pushing guys and, you know, this guy's going crazy, throwing weights, I, I, I will say this. Some of the stuff you read, you go, really? Throwing a bucket of vomit at somebody? Mm-hmm. Uh, did he throw it at uh, Look, I, I'm going to get in trouble here by trying to, uh, to say that the behavior wasn't as bad. I wasn't in the room. But did he really throw it at you? Or did somebody throw up into a bucket and he's pissed off that he didn't do something? And, he, and in he his anger, he just kind of threw it. Look, mm-hmm. Larry yeah. Robin, uh, this is apples and oranges. Larry Robinson got ticked off in the 2000 Stanley cup playoffs when the devils fell behind the Philadelphia flyers, three games to one. And he kicked over a garbage can uh, and several in the locker room and scream and out of character screamed at the guy saying, do you understand what you have at stake here? Do you understand how talented you are? And you are giving away your chance for a Stanley cup championship. Well, they win the last three games and they go on and they beat Dallas in the Stanley cup final. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about a death of a player. We're talking about a coach's behavior. So could somebody, it's a long time ago, 18 years, and the world has changed dramatically since then, but could somebody have said, oh, man, he threw garbage at a guy, he kicked a garbage can at a player? Uh, maybe, you know. Anyway, in the end, it, a player died. That's the tragedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the program heard enough bad things that it, I, I don't know what they were thinking in reinstating him. Um, I think they were, they, they realized they had a, here, here's where they come down to. I think they had a pretty good coach who was a really good recruiter and they were trying to turn the program around at Maryland and they didn't want to lose them and they didn't want to pay them. They are not unlike Rutgers. They don't have deep pockets. This is not Ohio state. Maryland has never been at that level despite their success in, in other sports, particularly in basketball. They don't have that kind of financial wherewithal to suddenly say we're going to buy this guy out you know they're talking about it with chris ash right can they afford mm-hmm. 10 million well in dj durkin's case it's a lot more i think they made a financial decision with the hopes that they could kind of get this through and they could retain in their eyes a pretty good coach total mess 
it's backfired completely. And now we'll see what they what they do moving forward. The guy they got is coaching up pretty good. You know, he's doing a, a year you know, Matt Canada's doing it. Three games. Yeah, yeah Matt Canada's doing a, a good job. Big upset at Texas at the beginning of the year. I mean, they're five and three. I mean, they're likely ball bound. We'll see. So their season is gone actually pr- pretty well considering everything that's going on with the the program but i you know i agree with you matt that the board of regents was thinking financially because durkin's not getting fired with cause they're paying and they're paying out his contract and you would think that the board of regents now the outcries how can you possibly allow this but i thought all along that their their decision is is based on finance finances and you know just like you know the outcry of oh well if 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 ash had to move on this is a huge extension that he just signed there'd be a that's there's 10 million on the hook and that's been bantied about in, in at Rutgers, and here they have to pay i think the buyout some five million or something and the board of regents was probably considering finance the finances of it all would you agree? I think that, as I said, yeah, that absolutely ended ended mm-hmm. into it. No question. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were trying to retain a coach that's pretty good. They didn't want to pay. And so they made a financial decision. And I think they were able to tell themselves that there was a separation there, that he was not the one overseeing the training program in which the player died. He right. was independent of his strength and conditioning guy, even though when the strength and conditioning guy was hired, you know, he said, listen, we've got to be in lockstep with each other. It's the most important hire we have. Uh, I, I think there was, there was enough of the board of regents to say, we might be able to squeeze this through, but there was just no way it just wasn't going to happen. You know, once the Washington post and once the student newspaper got involved in other national outlets, the Baltimore sun, uh, it was just going to be a mess, and and they they did what in the end they probably should have done initially, and that's the idea being uh, the, the the program needs a fresh start, not necessarily uh, saying that Durkin's culpable for McNair's death, but it just it, to to continue um, at, with him as head coach would be more of a distraction than anything else and i think i think it was the right move i think that uh, maryland had to had to move on and i think also from a recruiting standpoint i think there would just be way too many distractions there with what had happened with the story how it came out whether in in, alluding to to your point whether how much of it's accurate who knows and a lot of it probably is unfair to durkin to a certain extent uh, but still, the, those distractions are there, and that's a problem for the program in the long run. So I'm surprised that the Board of Regents wasn't looking at that as well. Or they were. They just said that there's no popular uh, decision here is really what it came down to. Yep, no question. So, Couldn't live with it. Yep, so, um, so uh, you know, they, they start fresh with, uh, well, Matt Canada probably. I mean, we'll see it at the end of the year, but the, the job he's done may very well uh, deserve the uh, – Deserve the, uh, uh, the the head coach position uh, mo- moving forward. Although, go ahead. Well, I think they're going to have to be careful there because, and I don't know the full details, but he's a Durkin guy. Mm-hmm. You're going to, yeah. I mean, you may yeah. have to have a clean sweep. They're going to have to fire the athletic director. They're going to have to really have a clean sweep. Uh, so far, way. the athletic director somehow has Looks kept his way. job. The president is leaving. The coach has now been fired. Mm-hmm. The AD oversees the athletic department. I mean, if you're talking about how structure works and uh, it, it goes, I, I know football coaches at big schools in Maryland, the big 10 school, they, 
tend to rule their roost with minimal interference from the athletic director, who's principally a fundraiser, but still in the structure, it's coach reports to athletic director, athletic director reports to the university president. If the guy at the bottom of that chain has been fired and the guy at the top of that chain is leaving, the guy in the middle of the chain uh, can't stay. All right. Well, back to Rockers. They're in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, against the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see how it uh, works out for them, and we will be back next week. So that'll do it for the RU review. Brought to you by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. We will definitely have a guest uh, next week uh, following the, uh, the the Wisconsin game. Matt, thanks for joining us from Detroit. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. Bye bye.